why is it that the narratives are usually backward? Like, why do people believe the opposite of truth? Now, I can make a case that that is connected to our broken money, because when you manipulate the money, which is basically the base layer of society and human interaction, you create a topsy-turvy world. I could also make a case that politics, politicians, democracy, all these things that have things like moral hazard, skewed incentives, intervention, create inflation and monopolies. I could make a case that that's the reason why. And these are all the reasons why, actually. These are all the reasons why. But the fundamental reason why people believe things that are wrong is human nature. It's dogma. It's tribalism. It's two-party system, as in the case of the United States and in most you know, democracies around the world. And the money is all part of that because the state grows into this behemoth parasite abomination as it prints money, controls money, so that it can fund its deficit spending, so that it can then take resources and misallocate them, which distorts everything. So I decided that I'm going to record more often again, get back into recording. And this is going to be available here on YouTube and on the Better Human podcast. And I also do some of some responding to stuff because basically every day after I do my morning routine, get my coffee, I go into Twitter. It makes me feel like everybody's dumb. Now, I know that's not a good thing. I know that most people are actually pretty smart. Most people can have intelligent conversations. Most people are kind and good. This is also part of our nature. But the internet and removing the physical proximity of talking to someone, also just removing the debate of being able to go back and forth in real time, really does bring out, in a lot of cases, some of the worst aspects of human nature. It's our negativity bias to the umph degree. And I fall into this as much as anyone else, even when I'm aware that I'm doing it. I just go online and I see a lot from the left, a lot from Democrats, a lot from liberals, progressives, a lot of those blue check marks in the mainstream media that are all incentivized to maintain their control of the narrative. I mean, they're losing control, but they're trying to grasp onto it. It doesn't mean you're a bad person if you're liberal. Uh, in my opinion, you're misinformed because the base layer of the entire liberal progressive, at least at this time in America right now, the entire idea is that more government, more regulation. But I've pretty much discovered in the past two years that I'm an anarcho-capitalist or anarchist, whatever you want to call it, some whatever label. I believe that the free market will be able to run world better than the government. Doesn't mean there won't be problems to figure out. But I also believe in the sovereign individual thesis. I believe that Bitcoin is going to be foundational to that. And it's going to make a better world, more of a utopia for humanity than any big centralized powers ever could and ever will. When you have a liberal perspective and your idea is that the government should do more things, they should do this, social safety net, should protect this group of people, blah, 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 blah. You get the corruption of the abomination that is a state that grows every year. One step closer to government is libertarian. I'm more of an agorist. I don't really believe in libertarian at all because it's kind of trying to play their game. But if we're going to have a state, it should be as small as possible. I believe we should have no state. But in the world today, this juncture in human history, we have states. We have sovereign states that control a certain jurisdiction. And you're born into that area. You're then a citizen and you are now a tax slave forever. So it's fascinating going on Twitter in the past few days as everyone attacks Elon. Elon's really poking stepping on the ant's nest. I almost called it a hornet's nest, but I don't see the Democrats or the mainstream media as hornets. I see them as ants. And not even like the really aggressive Amazon ants that bite you and hurt really painful. I'm talking like little pathetic ants that create the little mounds and you just step on it and you destroy 
their home and they disperse around chaotically going in different directions, trying to find the intruder. Who do I bite? Who do I bite? That's what I think of as mainstream media, the state and most of the left that support these depraved, as Michael Malice says, I love that word, depraved institutions. Now, like I said, I want to start recording it every day again. So you can subscribe here on YouTube. You can get the Better Human podcast over at, you know, any podcast area. And I just want to talk about the first principles and highlight some of the absurdities in the world. Because every time I go on Twitter, I get pent up with rage at stupidity and ignorance and laziness and sloth and all the worst aspects of human nature, which are on full display on a place, in a place like Twitter. It really boils up inside me. And then I have to let it out. So I figured I might as well just record every day, get back to what I was doing and let some of that out. So let's look at a few tabs open. As you can see here on the screen, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, like 15 tabs open. Probably not gonna get through all of them, but let's see how it goes. We're at five minutes now. We're gonna go for 10. Remember, daily subscribe. Let's get to it. All right, so here's a post uh, from Eric Solwell. He's a blue check mark, no surprise there. And I think he's probably a, trying to fight gun rights, whatever. And it shows the family here all holding assault rifles. Uh, blonde hair, blue eyes, looks like typical American family. He says, caption this. And then somebody in here said, Zach Brass, please tell us how the Second Amendment has ever helped the U.S. A, has it prevented any deaths? Has it stopped an invasion? Has it given us confidence in shopping without fear? Has it protected kids from school shootings? Has it reduced gun violence? I'm genuinely interested. Now, what's interesting here is if cops use guns to stop shooters and criminals, but if a law-abiding citizen has a gun, they can't do the same thing. It's ridiculous, right? And he says, I'm genuinely interested. I don't think he is genuinely interested, this person, but this is what I said. If Twitter is where you need to learn the basic freedoms that have protected the Constitution since the dawn of the Republic, then you aren't going to listen. More gun ownership in the United States is how we're going to curb gun violence and criminals because they know that there's going to be, as the famous Japanese general said, you cannot invade United States because there'll be a rifle behind every blade of grass. You could say it has stopped invasions. The Japanese years ago knew this. Many other countries around the world know this. What we need is more law-abiding citizens to have guns to level the playing field, to make people play nicer, to stop these mass shooters in before they kill more people. If everywhere you turn, somebody has a firearm potentially on their back or on their leg, and you're gonna walk around with an assault rifle slaughtering innocent people, you should expect a bullet to come to your head from you don't know where, which would make going into a crowd, shooting a bunch of people, a much more dangerous thing. And I would believe a lower frequency thing. It'll still happen, but it will happen less and less people will die as a result. So it will quite literally reduce gun violence. Also, the one thing about this narrative, and I got to do a whole video on this, it's just really appalling and repulsive when I think about this, is like, this idea that if you prevent law-abiding citizens from getting firearms, if you make it harder and more difficult, that will somehow reduce gun violence. Okay, but criminals will get guns any way they want. Most criminal acts using a firearm were obtained illegally. So how does preventing law-abiding citizens from getting guns going to reduce gun violence? That, that literally makes no sense to me at all. Murder's illegal, but people still murder right? Rape's illegal. People still rape. Like all these things happen, even though there are laws making it illegal or, or even though there are laws that are supposed to make it illegal. This idea that criminals are not going to commit acts 
of violence with a gun because you have stricter laws and make you make it harder to get them is utterly absurd. Criminals will get them. They always will. I could go on and on about that, of course, but let's see what else we got in here. What else we got? So this is from Eric Sawell. I think it's the same guy. I don't know. I'm confused. I don't follow these guys, but my four-year-old just FaceTimed to ask what I'm doing to help people Buffalo and why did the ban bad man do this? Absolutely gutting. This cannot be normal. It's time to ban assault weapons and gun violence hashtag. Again, banning assault weapons is not going to prevent people that want to get them from using them. It's just, it's, it, it's just another example of the entire absurdity that is the state should do more things. When you say the state should do more things, all you do is make the intended thing you're trying to accomplish worse off, weaker. That's what you will do. If you ban assault weapons so that the average person cannot get one and or, and or it's really hard or expensive to get one, the criminals that are will gladly go in the black market to buy one will know that they're more productive protected and more dominant and strong in their position when they acquire an assault rifle eventually. It will not end gun violence. If anything, it will make average people that don't deserve to be gunned down by crazy people, it will make them more susceptible because there will be less law-abiding citizens. There'll be less rifles behind every blade of grass. The, he's watching the news. It's CNN, of course. He's letting his family kid, four-year-old, watch this crap. This is just bad parenting. Like you're just absolutely insane. And a lot of people are Thomas Sowell, probably the greatest living economist alive today. Journalists cannot serve two masters to the extent that they take on the task of suppressing information or biting their tongue for the sake of some political agenda. They're betraying the trust of the public and corrupting their own profession. And of course, this has been going on for a long, long time. The day after they put a puppet of their choice in Somalia, they announced that they will bring U.S. Army. If that's not an invasion, which will lead to occupation, I don't know what is. And about fighting terrorism, it's just a reason for them to invade Somalia. So we have some before after pictures. We have before USA, after USA. On the left, we have a thriving city. It looks like Iraq. On the right, it looks like a desolate wasteland. On the left, we have Libya showing buildings clean. On the right, destroyed. Yemen left, amazing city architecture, completely and utterly destroyed on the right. Syria on the left, again, city looks good, clean, whatever, on the right, destroyed. As an American, I have absolutely no faith or loyalty in the bureaucrats and the political machine that is the state, the government. I believe in the American ideal, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. I believe in what the Founding Fathers were trying to do that, have, that has mostly worked for a long time. Uh, but with democracy, with mob rule, with politicians, that are on election cycles that apparently can get voted out or whatever, very slow, broken process. And with the state taking control of the money printer, you get all this destructiveness. And when the government goes and slaughters women and children, civilians in the name of freedom or democracy, when it's really about money and oil about whatever, it's disgusting to me. I, I have absolutely no pride whatsoever. And I feel for soldiers that enlist because the US propaganda machine convinces them that we're the good guys and that we gotta go save people, blah, 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 when really it's just American imperialism <laughs> and just disgusting raping and pillaging of earth. The world superpower bully is what we are. It's sad because you see a lot of those in the military that have drunk this Kool-Aid that believe they're the good guys, believe that going to killing young men with brown skin is somehow noble or warrior-like. It's absolutely disgusting. 
I don't blame them. They're just captured by, like I said, the industrial complex and the propaganda machine and even Hollywood, all of this. Uh, it's really, really gross. It's really, really disgusting. And even as I say this, I probably should be more pissed off about it, but I grew up in America. So like I grew up being fed and accepted the bullshit propaganda. I mean, it's just insane that we go into a country and we bomb and kill people. I don't care if you call them soldiers. It doesn't mean that we're the good guys. Just because one soldier is fighting our soldiers does not mean they are the enemy or the bad guy or, or that we have any moral high ground whatsoever to take those lives. It's, it's murder, period. It's murder. And politicians justify it with all their political bullshit while they sit in their comfy chairs in Washington or wherever and then talk about their user bullshit rhetoric to talk about we got to save them and the dictator this and dictator that. Then while we go in and instill dictators ourselves that are friendly to us, that will let the corporations come in, the economic hitman, which is a good book, by the way, come in and do their bullshit and enslave the country, basically turn them into debt slaves, fiat debt slaves. It, it's just gross all around. Absolutely disgusting. Here's going. Biden makes everything about race because he has nothing else to offer. I'll leave it at that. So true. And then Biden withdrew from Afghanistan just to turn around and send U.S. troops back to Somalia. No authorization for Congress, no consent from the American people, no accountability. I'm disgusted. I'll follow her. That's a good one. And then this this literal monkey clown show. Justin, WHO to convene emergency meeting over monkeypox outbreak. It's just like these people are clowns. And they have no power over me. And I think that's the lesson I'll leave you with today because we're at 15 minutes and I'll do more. We'll record more. So tune in daily. Get them over at YouTube and the podcast. Also get the Better Human newsletter over at thebetterhuman.co. What you have to understand is politicians and especially organizations like WHO and the World Economic Forum and all these places, mostly that meet like in Davos and Europe and whatever, these people have no power over your life. You may think they do, but only because you think they do. They have absolutely no power whatsoever. And when you really understand Bitcoin and you take your financial sovereignty and your physical sovereignty into your own hands, you have your passport, you have a plan, you have resources, you realize these people cannot touch you unless you let them. And the only thing that they can do, which is what they've been doing for a long time, which is what they're still trying to do, but the internet is eroding away at the circus. What, they're, what they've been doing is using propaganda, using fear, using their monopoly on mass communications, which they no longer have, which is why we're seeing the cracks in the edifice and why they become more clownish every day. The past two years only accelerated this. Don't live in fear. Don't let their bullshit propaganda bring you down. If you're going to pay attention to it at all, which a lot of people shouldn't, but if you're going to, then you should use it as fuel and motivation to get your affairs in order, to realize that yeah, there are a lot of people that want to control Earth and want to control everyone. And they would have all of these things if they could have them from vaccine passports to digital chips implanted into you to central bank digital currencies, blah, blah, blah. They would if they could and they will try. I think they will fail. They overestimate their grasp, their power. They overestimate how complicated and hard it is to keep billions of humans in line. I, as a student of history, know that they are doomed to fail because all centralized institutions, states, governments, or empires always collapse over time. And what we're seeing is the decline of the American empire. We're seeing probably a more decentralizing West and a more centralizing East as biology talks about and predicts. 
Only a power if you give them power. Subscribe, I'll see you in the next one.